What up, y'all? This is Brittany. I'm Mandisa. And I'm Jamal. And we are your hosts of. We're your hosts of. And we're the host of. Living Millennial. Living Millennial. Living Millennial. A podcast where you'll be hearing three different perspectives and emerging stories from three different millennials on everyday life and trending topics. Hey y'all, welcome back to Living Millennial. This is Brittany. This is Mandisa. And this is Jamal. And we are so excited to have you guys back again for the ninth episode of Living Millennial. Welcome back. First and foremost, we want to give our condolences to the family, the friends, and the fans of Nipsey Hussle. On March 31st, he was pronounced dead at the hospital from six gunshots in his own city, the plaza that he owned and in front of his own uh, clothing store. And reports also said it was also in front of his daughter. So uh, it's a pretty tremendous experience. Um, I do want to give a condolences to those who have been influenced by him and uh, who have loved him. Indeed. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is also a time to get into reevaluation and renewal and talk about those things. It is also the beginning of April. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a lot of people are reevaluating, you know, what they're doing with their lives, where they've been, how they've treated people in the past as well, and what, what you know, they could possibly leave behind in the event that, you know, we all we all leave uh, tomorrow. You know, no no day is ever promised. So, this ninth episode will be good for all of us. What have you guys been up to since the last time I saw y'all? Yeah, um, I'll hop in. Uh, so I've had a. Pr- it's only been two weeks, but it mm-hmm. feels like the amount of things that have happened feels like it's been a month. Um, <laughs> my mom flew out to California to spend about a week-ish here. Uh, she flew into LA, uh, which is where my brother lives, um, spent some time with just the two of them. Then I drove up after a show. Um, and so the three of us then spent some time in LA. And also there was some crazy stuff with her flight because mm. with the recent, um, plane crashes with the the Boeing 737s and a lot of airlines Mm. first voluntarily grounding those planes. Southwest, which is who she flew with, um, did not ground them until the FAA mandated that all airlines have to ground those planes. So that kind of created a flurry of chaos with them. They canceled a bunch of flights. She had to... Yeah, Mm. she was supposed to get in at I think 11 in the morning on a Saturday she didn't get in until six that evening <gasps> because she had added legs and layovers and times and she had to rebook her flight like it wasn't an extra cost but she had to rebook her flight going back home because <sighs> yeah of all their mess and that yeah. late um uh decision well not really decision on their part but late action having to ground those planes so but anyway but she got here she was safe we had a great time (laughs) in LA and San Diego um which was great um I also had this was the day that I dropped her off at the airport so she Uh could go back home I went to Balboa Park um to go for a run because I have a 5k this Sunday so I'm like I should run (laughs) so (laughs) it was a beautiful day I was feeling good um so I go for a run and then afterwards while I was in the neighborhood I went to Buffalo Exchange to like try and sell some clothes because I Mm -hmm. had recently cleaned some things out of my closet and so I sell a few things and I'm walking back to my car 
And there's this lady, this older white lady who looked like she was like, I don't know, mm-hmm. weather beaten, like she looked like a bit of an unsavory character. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so I clocked that there was, there was a young black guy up ahead of me on the sidewalk who maybe she had said something to him because I saw him turn around like after he had passed her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what that was about. And I was like, all right, I'm walking to my car, like, cool, cool, cool. Uh, I'm not going to engage with her anyway. So I'm walking towards her and she says, I am not a Negro. And at first I was like, okay, James okay. Wild <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you, you use Negro. Like you're from a whole different generation. And you've also like, this was unprovoked. I'm like, you, something is going off in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly, I don't know, like, I don't know what experiences with black folks she's had in the past or her upbringing. I don't know. So I was like, okay, I'm not offended yet. <laughs> I'm just going to keep walking. She, and then she finishes her sentence or an African-American like you. And by this point I'm already past her. So I turn right. around and just instinctively, I just flip her off and I'm like, I can I just, <laughs> and I just try to keep going. Cause at first I was going <laughs> to, I was going to say like, whatever, you're just jealous. You're not a black woman. Like, bah, whatever. But I was like, no, just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> but then what got me was she said something, 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 nigger. And I was oh, like, I turned around and I said, you watch your fucking mouth. <gasps> I know. I was surprised at myself. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Did I just say that? But I was like, fuck you. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes, queen. And then I don't I don't think she said anything else after that. Cause I didn't see her lips move. And I was like, I'm not going to let you ruin my day. Like, now I've said my piece with you. Yeah. I'm moving on. So that was that. And I was like, I didn't let it ruin my day. Like, I called my best friend afterwards. And I was like, this happened to me. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So we talked about that. And um, so that was that. <laughs> and, wow. Yep. Wow. <laughs> San Diego. And- in San Diego, and the experience I've had in regards to race in San Diego and just on Southern California has just been crazy. So I think you handled that very well. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that, no, I think you did. I'm glad that you didn't let it ruin your day. And I'm also yeah. glad that because you felt safe enough to do so and you felt in that moment to say, yo, fuck you, watch yeah. your fucking mouth. Yeah. I, I, I'm proud of you for saying that and yeah. uh, keeping it moving because people are crazy out here and they need to be checked. Rather, yes. And you know, and sometimes people say, well, that person couldn't have been in the right mind. Something mentally must have been going on. But when people say that, mm-hmm. people say that to me when I've been denied to work because of the color of my skin in California and been called a nigger by people directly in California. Mm-hmm. And I always tell them, whether this person is mentally stable or not, that's not my concern when racism is involved. Mm-hmm. And what sets the standard for someone to have a reference of racism and nigga or Negro yeah. is the way we exist in the society. Because if you're mentally disabled, if you don't have the reference of society still calling black folk niggas and right. shit, then they don't have that to pull from. So I ain't worried about that. So I think you did a great <laughs> job to handle that. And I'm glad you didn't let that ruin your day. Because you're great and we are great as black people. That's beings, right. You know? That's right. Yes. I was like, not going to bring me down, lady. Right. Absolutely. Keep on sitting Absolutely. in your spoiled life. Bye-bye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Listen, 
that yeah I've definitely had my experiences but I'm proud of how you handled that yeah. the flicking off was the best part to me like because <laughs> I could I just could imagine you the first thing I could imagine was you like turning your head scrunching your face up and just going yeah just just flipping the bird that's pretty much how it happened in it. like 0. 0.3 seconds I was yeah like, see Whoa. see <laughs> exactly Jamal what's been what's been going on with you since we left you in LA uh, since you all left me in LA, it's pretty much been same old, same old. Working, home, grinding. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a few auditions. I had three pilot auditions last week, which were the most pilot auditions I've had since I've been in LA. Nice, <laughs> nice. Within, within a week span, you know? And so that was a good experience. And, you know, I was walking into those rooms with just different perspective and just a calmness because um, I'm just in a calm place in life right now and yeah. really experiencing a lot of clarity and um, yeah I'm really enjoying where I'm at right now spiritually and so everything's been blessed I'm here in Philadelphia right now mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I flew out to Philadelphia to come see my friends in the production of Jim of the Ocean mm. by the playwright August Wilson at the Arden Theater August and mm-hmm. yeah and that was a beautiful production this is my first experience seeing it in production and spiritually energetically physically just shook my body and it was just wonderful to just have that experience august wilson was a very prophetic playwright Mm -hmm. and a lot of the themes in jim of the ocean are the very things that we're talking about today politically and socially and so it's interesting to see jim of the ocean is uh 39 years after slavery and mm. the themes in that play still existing today and yes. our politics and our social conversations yes. uh, are very vibrant. And so I, you know, urge everyone to read August Wilson. Um, and if you ever have a production in your city to definitely go out and try to catch it because it's something I think every every being should experience mm-hmm. and every black and brown being should see because he, he writes about our experiences over 10 decades as black people in America and uh, the work he's also, you know, penned as, you know, the black Shakespeare, which I think is a kind of offensive comparison. Shakespeare is great. And so I get the sentiment, but August Wilson is just great because he's August Wilson. He needs Mm. to be compared to no one but himself. Um, But really, really great work that I experienced there. And so it's just been great being here with my, my people, you know, mm-hmm. Philadelphia is the city that raised me as an artist and challenged me as an artist. And so it's always good to come back to a place that I called home for so many years and got my undergraduate degree in. Yes. So, yeah, Yay. that's me. That's what's going on. That's awesome. I love stuff like that because, first of all, work like that is timeless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's timeless. And then also bringing to light uh, a true Black experience. I think yeah. it's necessary because those are the things that we're fighting for. Those are the conversations that we're having that and that we should have at work or in classrooms. Um, you know, when you're with your friends, people think that all oh, once slavery was abolished, supposedly, then black people were happy and parading since then. And that's not the case. There were so many policies and laws that were set in place that were still oppressing us still mm-hmm. to this day, like you said. Um, so I'm going to check it out myself because that I love stuff like that. Like, I love bringing those things to light. I haven't read, seen or worked on all 10 uh, in the in the cycle, but being 
working actively in theater now, a lot of the things, especially if they're in route to Broadway, are, yes, there are some really good stories, but a lot of them are about the spectacle of it or like what kind of tricks and, and um, big technical elements can we put in it? Like how many LED panels can we have moving across the stage <laughs> and elevators and, and holes in the floor and turntables, which are really cool, but at the root of August Wilson's work um, is the words, is the story, is the Black experience and telling that from different angles, um, from the people of those different time periods. So. Yeah. Much, much, much applause to Mr. Wilson, who was actually, uh, I, Fences was the first show mm. I did in undergrad. So oh, Fences wow, and nice. August Wilson will always have a special place in my heart. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. Yeah. That's dope. Well, what I have been doing is I have been reevaluating yeah. <laughs> a lot of things in my life. Since I've seen you guys, even really before I've um, before we went out to LA, and first of all, I had a really really good time. I definitely needed that. I want to use this time to definitely segue into um, talking about how important it is to evaluate our lives, reevaluate our lives, um, and how we can go from there. Um, and if renewal is necessary, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. then you know how do we how do we tackle those things. Uh, there's been a number of things that have happened. So for me, and the first thing I'll say is um, I really just been in a funk for mm-hmm. like probably the past year or so. And because I'm not in the, I've realized that professionally and financially, I'm not in the place that I thought I'd be at 29. Mm-hmm. And I really had to take a look at you know the things that I have done or haven't done um that brought me to this place right and it brought me to the space and the first place that I looked was myself Mm -hmm. and the first thing I saw was okay I'm not doing the little things to get me here right I'm just I'm just um aspiring to do these things but I'm not doing the work in between Mm. the next place I looked was my circle but Mm. like my consistent circle yes the people who I see every day and those people were struggling too right those people were uh hurt and in pain more hurt I'm not very much in pain right now um I'm blessed to be in a space um personally where you know I'm at peace and um you know I'm always open to grow I'm always open to progress but uh personally I'm at peace with just how I am and who I am at this moment um but as far as professionally and financially that's where I know I need to do that's why I figured I need to do the real work but um I noticed that the people around me uh are hurting deeply um and that stemmed from a lot of trauma as well so when I'm around them I'm carrying that as well right mm-hmm. and I, I realize that most of the people who are in my circle that I see just about every day um you know are they're not moving towards their goals and if they are they ain't telling me right yeah. <laughs> we're not having those those necessary conversations <laughs> we're not having those necessary conversations so then you know I can learn from them and I thought about okay you know we we hear people using the quotes and and, and saying all the time like you know just if you're the smartest person in the room you're in the wrong room right, right? um uh-huh. and 
And, you know, those things start to have started to click. And that's just been a, an abundance of things that have happened. Um, there's been a number of people who I've run into first time meeting them or whatever, and they are speaking life. They have spoken life into me, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, like people who just look at me and they're just like, wow, like you look like you've never gone through anything. And, you know, just they can just see the light in me. And I'm just not meeting these people, right? Little do they know your girl stressed, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, with other areas. Um, so I really had to take a hard look at myself and, and, and really think about the things, the beautiful things that people had to say about me. Um, and then also look at, um, you know, some maybe not so beautiful things that people have said or have had to say about me as well mm-hmm. and just figure out, okay, where do I go from here? Um, and so that was the very beginning of, like my reevaluation in March. And I also think it's a beautiful thing to happen because my birthday was on the 28th of March. So, um, and it's like that whole, it was all of March for me has just been like, I don't know, just an eye opener. I feel like I'm a whole new person. I don't feel like I'm the same person. Um, and it's, and it's because of, you know, because I, I just had to look at myself. Um, I'm not sure if you all have, Actually, I'm probably sure that you guys have <laughs> have felt the same and gone through the same, especially you've coming of age. Um, so if you guys have experienced any of those, like I want to hear it because I need to feel like yeah. I'm not alone. I think it's so funny <laughs> that that spring and and this renewal and and looking more deeply um, at your life and and your circle and whatnot coincides with your birthday and just a change of season Mm -hmm. um and (laughs) I used to like religiously read my horoscope back in like middle school and high school but (laughs) like every day um sometimes multiple times a day and I'd be like oh I already read this okay um (laughs) but I I've laid off that but it's it's so interesting and just how um just like playing into astrological signs um Mm -hmm. and uh um personalities and shifting of the seasons how that's kind of innately within us Mm -hmm. um to whether we want to embrace it or not um but how we deal with change Mm -hmm. um especially around birthdays and seasons so I think that's interesting that that's your um your big time of of reflection yeah so I kept seeing people's um on mostly on social media, people were saying, Oh, Mercury's in retrograde, mm-hmm. Mercury's in retrograde, <laughs> right? So typically I pay attention to it. Like I okay, I see that people are posting about it and they say all these things, but I'm like, I never really see how that has ever played into my life or anything. But I did read up on um on Mercury retrograde this year, especially, and they talked about um, first of all, um it was consistent, like, don't make big decisions during this, mm. during that time. So it was from March 5th to March 29th, actually, or March 28th, actually, which is my birthday, which is crazy. <laughs> so I saw that people were saying, you know, hey, don't make uh, big decisions. Um, electronics are going to be wonky. Communication is going to be off. But it's, it's still a time to renew and it's time to... Um, go back and do some repairs in relationships. Mm. It was a number of things. And you guys, I promise you, all those things came out in the last wow. month. Wow. All those things came out for me. And I'm 
like I said, I typically don't pay attention, but every time something would happen, my phone would get wonky, my laptop would get wonky. I would say, Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Seriously, Mercury. I've had to have, mo- have multiple conversations with people about, you know, how important it is to communicate Don't and communicate with the person that you have an issue with. Don't come to me because I, you know, I'm not the one that you're mad at. I'm not right. the one that you're upset at. So go talk to them. But multiple conversations about and communication and, and how important those things uh, it is to do that. And it's it, like I said, these things have been happening in abundance for me. And now I'm not going to say I'm like an astrologist or whatever, but <laughs> y'all, I'm paying attention from now on. Like, <laughs> seriously. Like, I'm taking, yeah. I'm taking full advantage of that for sure. Mm. For sure. I think it's paying attention because I never, I never pay attention to the Mercury retrograde, but I think whether you pay attention or not you definitely feel the effects of it right and um what i'm always reminded of because i've I've been for a while and a daily practice of evaluation Mm -hmm. um as a part of my daily practice with the moments of my day um i've been focusing on being present in my day and so that evaluation is a daily practice for me and it has been for a while now within this year i love that and i think it all comes back to you it's kind of figuring out a way to shut out the noise and really listen to your spirit and your mind and your thoughts and i was listening to oprah super soul sunday this week and paper i mentioned these things but i forget who the guest was so i can't <laughs> reference but, uh, but this episode was about suffering and this woman's perspective was questioning your thoughts. It's things that we receive from other people and from ourselves. And you do have to question your thoughts and say, what do I think about that thought? Is it true? Who would I be without this thought? Mm. And another aspect of that podcast, too, was being honest, being honest with yourself and also being honest with others. And oftentimes we create a story to make ourselves feel safe or to make other people around us feel safe or to affect how people relate to us or what they think about us and all those things are out of our control. And so I think that through the process of questioning your own thoughts and the truth of them and also being honest in all things, like I've been practicing when I don't want to do something because I don't want to do it, I just say no. Yes, yeah. And I don't have to make up an excuse for why that's not what I want to do or why I'm not lending you money or Mm. anything. My answer is no. And someone can ask for clarity on that no. And if the answer is because I don't want to, that's a question. And, you know, also being honest with love. I did that. I exercised that this week um, because I was doing something for my friend. Mm -hmm. And I was doing it and I didn't want to because I had already fulfilled this obligation and they had canceled and so after the podcast and looking at how much I was giving and giving and giving to others and not receiving that back and then continuing to give, not because I wanted to, but because this false sense of obligation, I made the phone call and I said, hey, I'm actually not going to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was questioning of, but why? Is there a problem? Is there a money thing? Is there? No, I have the money. I just don't want to buy this flight for you. Right. Right. And why? I said, because I respect Ugh. you. And I respect myself. And if I bought you a flight that I didn't want to buy you, that would have affected our time here together. Mm. And that would have been dishonest. And I said, I respect you too much to not respect the fact that you can handle the truth. So I thought that I would be truthful. Mm. And that person totally understood and said, I totally get it. That makes so much sense. I promise I will come out when I will. And I have projected that there was going to be a fight. And just for me being honest and not entering the ring Mm -hmm. of conflict, 
conflict did not come my way. And I just exercised that again today with my brother and there was no conflict for me just leading with love and saying, hey, you know, I love you, but no. Or hey, you know, I love you. And I hope that this is the last time. Jamal, I think you are such a good friend. One, because of simply that you're actually a great fucking friend. And two, because I feel like you are your best friend and you exercise that. And like you're saying, practice that daily and multiple times a day to where you're like, and you've said this in in earlier episodes too, that because you are so honest and genuine with yourself, Mm -hmm. that it is that much easier to do that with other people, especially as you practice that Mm -hmm. daily in multiple arenas of your life. And that is just beautiful and also i just i just oh my gosh yes jamal yes <laughs> and, and, and i have to, and I I have to say this too it is scary because yeah. the, the new layer that is new was actually when people ask for my help or my assistance and i don't want to because i don't want to mm-hmm. instead of making an excuse i don't have the time or i'm busy or i'm tired mm-hmm. honestly a lot of those times when we do that it's because we're not interested and people are People are able to handle the truth. Right. Yeah. And we can be truthful. And I get nervous, like, when someone texts me today for $20. Mm. And I was just talking about this happening frequently all the time. Mm-hmm. And I exercise leading with love because I love this person. And I was actually, I wanted to give. This time I actually did want to give. Mm-hmm. But also going forward and saying, hey, here's the $20. Um, I hope that this is the last time. Mm. And and I'm wishing you more money in your future and better management of your funds. Right. And I ended with, I love you. And my heart was beating. I felt my heart beating because mm-hmm. I was expecting a fight. So it is scary mm-hmm. when you exercise these things. That's oh, why yeah. I practice it every day because mm-hmm. it does get nervous. But I don't want my nerves or operating as I usually have operated to set me back from the growth that I need to. So it's like you have to walk towards that fear, mm-hmm. feel the heart beating and still lead with honesty and truth and love. Yeah. And I continually, I continually shock myself with what I, what I receive from others when I'm honest with them, with love. People are actually able to receive that. And if they are affected by that in a negative way or feel something about that, something mm. they feel on this podcast about, about suffering, that's mm. not your business to fix that for them. Mm. It's not your responsibility. And you don't have Ooh. to, and you don't have to, you don't have to tell them that it's not your business either because that's putting a foot in the ring to have a fight you Mm. can just say no and let silence exist oftentimes we over explain why we're saying no and you act that's actually not your responsibility someone can tell you their truth and you can say i recognize that and i recognize how you feel but no but no and you know that i love you i love you so much and let the silence exist and then you'll get off the phone. But when we over-explain and we try to make it better and we just enter that ring and we get defensive, yeah. that's when that fight happens. And I'm realizing that to be true. And so I'm inhibiting those impulses that I have because I'm still Jamal that will argue with you. <laughs> that will fight. I'm, still, I'm still that guy. I'm not a different human being. I'm mm. actually exercising something and it is a practice. And I'm really realizing what a practice is. It's a daily practice. I'm not new. I'm still the same old dude. <laughs> I'm just practicing something new so that I can grow for me and those around me you know yeah I love that and I love that you're doing that daily because some Mm -hmm. people like like me I'm like I'll reevaluate like either when I'm forced to 
you know what I'm saying? Or like when I think about it, but the fact that that's a daily practice, like that's what I'm admiring the most. I absolutely love that. And you said quite a few things just now that I do want to get back to. One thing that you said, you were expecting a fight, right? And I think that one thing that we do, and I've had this conversation with several folks, one thing that we do is we make assumptions on how other people, or we expect how Mm -hmm. other people will react to our truths, which causes us to feel that nervousness, Mm -hmm. right? And causes our hearts to beat because we're, we're already speculating. For me, I think that's what we all need to uh, we all that should be a daily practice is not to speculate because we can get the hype and 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 go crazy or get mad over something that hasn't even happened yet. So we had to say goodbye to Jamal, but he dropped some serious gems right before he left. So Brittany and I felt compelled to continue the conversation on the importance of consistent and diligent evaluation. Yes. Brittany, you were just speaking on um, projecting your fears and anxieties on other people walking into a conversation where they probably have no idea what they're getting into. They're just like, I'm about to have a conversation. You come in with all this, this weight, uh, uh, really. This made me think of this conversation I had a couple years ago, which looking back at it, it was like the dumbest subject <laughs> ever. Uh, there was an event that I couldn't go to. This was, I was back in grad school and there was an event that I couldn't go to with the class above. Um, that was like primarily about, and for them, because I had booked the ticket to go someplace else. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, no, but like my flight in this event is on the mm-hmm. same day. FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not about to rebook my flight. Right. I'm going. <laughs> so and it was it was the time I also wouldn't have been able to like go to the event for a little bit. Like I would have had to already be at the airport by then. So mm-hmm. I was like, hey, um, I can't make it to this thing. And I remember like having to go and talk to them in their office and I just walked in. They were also being a little like shady about it because they took a little minute to acknowledge the fact that I was there. And I was Mm -hmm. like, why? What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I remember walking in and just having like all this built up anxiety about like having to explain myself on why I couldn't do this thing. And in recent years and having a lot of practice with this in grad school and on continuous shows and productions of just walking into a conversation and whether I think it's going to be difficult or not to breathe through it and stay my course. Like no matter what the other person says or does, Mm -hmm. I have a responsibility to respond Mm -hmm. and not react. Mm -hmm. And if I do that and breathe through it, stay true to myself and like I walk out the other side of that conversation knowing that I did my best and that I was present throughout it and I'm gonna walk away leaving what I had to leave on the table yeah and I'm not gonna take what you left on the table with me Mm, that part my bag is empty except for my banana right (laughs) <laughs> As she has bananas on the table. I really do. <laughs> but and I think that's so important. It correlates with what Jamal was saying as well, with you know, it's not our responsibility if somebody um, you know, their perspective of what our truth is, they're offended by it. Like that's not really our responsibility, especially when we know that, you know, we were cognizant of not reacting like Mm -hmm. you just said right not reacting in like a hostile way we're cognizant of you know our tones we can we're and you know and and 
we're going that extra mile to be cognizant of not being offensive. All those things are not to be outright offensive. Um, and in the event that somebody is already like still offended or somebody's still mad, then that's not our fault. That's not on us. Right. And I literally had that same. I had the same situation uh, this past Friday. Um, I went to a meeting with one of the with the coalition that I was with, um, and only thing I was asking for is for you know these adults, these grown people. I'm the youngest person in the room typically, and I'm 29 years old. But for these adults to take accountability for their actions, you know, when you report back to uh, when you report back to the group, you know, give us the full story. Right. Basically, that's the only thing I'm saying, right? And I was giving my perspective on like, you know, how how uncomfortable someone has made things and how they looked from uh, my perspective, and basically like how my intelligence is insulted if you don't if you give me a story, you expect me to react a certain way, but you're only giving me a portion of the story. Mm. And in the event that I'm asking for more, probably because I know more. In the event that I'm asking for more. Um, you know, then you're offended by me asking for more like that, you know, like yeah. that makes no sense. So in the event that you react out of whack and you react and you're telling me that I'm being disrespectful and all those things. And then, so what, so I'm speaking directly to one person <laughs> and, um, and basically what I said, it was just what I'm, what I'm saying to you right now and her reaction, she went through like, uh, such ridiculous measures to basically deflect from me asking for the truth mm. and deflect from taking accountability. So she said quite a few things. Um, and she said things about like, um, cause she's African and she said things about African-Americans and she said, Oh, I feel disrespected, all those things. And she brought up something that happened a long time ago that she never talked to me directly. I had to pull it from her. And then I apologized right. from that, but she brought that up again. I started to kind of yell back at first, but then I listened to her. I sat back, I said, Oh, you ain't mad at me. I said, I hope mm -hmm. you feel better now that you got out whatever you need to get out, but you're not mad at me. Right, right. So what's the next topic? What's the next subject? Now that you've I'm cool. that off your chest. Yeah, I said, I hope you find peace and prosperity, all those things, but whatever it is that you're holding on to, don't put my name on it because it's not for me. Boom. So going back to what Jamal had said with, you know, we – we need to walk towards fear, right? Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that turns in that should turn into, and a part of the reevaluation should turn into us walking towards the fear that we put on ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. The fear that we think about um, as far as how somebody's going to react or the things that people are going to do, even if it's the fear that we have of just somebody being disappointed, right? Like yeah. that's for me, that's my ultimate fear is like just people being not even mad. If you're mad, you're mad, but that disappointment is what makes me feel some type of way. But what we should push past is speculating on the fear that we, the fear of thinking that they'll, you know, feel some type of way. And I love that he mentioned, you know, that people can handle the truth and we have to, we have to be, um, we have to trust that they know the truth. Right. And we have to walk towards that. I absolutely love that. Indeed. And that they're also entitled to have a reaction or response of whatever they feel. Mm. Like to to omit and I'm totally guilty of doing this past and present. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be better at it. Mm -hmm. Um um 
but of, of omitting something or like maybe skipping over something or saying mm. something a little later because I'm like, oh no, I'm worried about how this person will react. And in my head, I'm thinking that I'm protecting them from some bad news or bad feelings, yeah. bad reaction. When in reality, I've just made it worse Ooh. because now they're going to find out yes. later and then they're going to be extra mad right? because I could have already said it mm-hmm. or came out with it in the first conversation. Yes. yes. And tell yes. the truth. Have you been that person who was mad that nobody told you the truth right away? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, and why we, do I do this? Right. And we, we forget that. So I love that Jamal is talking about practicing and trusting truth really um, as a daily thing because these are things that we we brush past and we go through every single day because mm-hmm. it has it stems from our own thoughts. Mm, yeah. It stems from our own thoughts. And I think, first of all, I'm, I'm freaking loving this conversation <laughs> and a number of conversations that I've had because it's, it's forcing me to really look at myself and, and especially one area that I'm, uh, I need, uh, an abundance of help in mm-hmm. and that's, uh, just executing. Mm. That's just executing. That's just doing it. That's just doing the work, getting it done, um, and not falling behind any excuses or not letting the excuses be louder than the execution. Mm, I love that. Not letting them be louder than the execution. You like that, girl? I like that. Um, what, what do you yeah. feel are, are steps that, that you're taking with this new spring, new birthday, new right. year for you? Which also, Aries, isn't that, is that the first, technically the first sign of the Zodiac? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So everything is starting over. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Just kidding. <laughs> um, it's also a new quarter. I just realized that mm-hmm. too. What What do you feel are, are steps that you're going to take your action items? Because you got a new planner, right? I did got a free freaking passion planner. And this passion planner for the listeners, like this thing just breaks down like all the little things in every aspect of your life. So whether it's personal, whether it's professional, um, whether it's like little projects, anything, it just break, really breaks it down. Um, I'm going to show you like a little bit. It's just, there's like Ooh, a yeah. first like four step guide to achieving the goals. Mm-hmm. Um, they give you like a passion roadmap at the beginning. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll, I got this for free. I just want to reiterate that because I'm so excited because it's like a $50, <laughs> a $50 um, planner. But I can tell you guys like a little example. It has like little quotes in here. There's separate things like, you know, personal to-do list, work to-do list. Um, there's Ooh. a space for infinite possibilities. Like wow. it's just forcing you to think about things that we tend to look over, right? It's forcing us to pay more attention and really write things down when it comes to our goals and, and our aspirations and anything that we're inspired by. It forces us to address that. I hear a lot of people saying like, you know, if you you continue to write down your goals, like you're going to achieve them right? because right. you're putting that at the forefront and you're basically forcing yourself to to execute right and to to do the actions that will get you there because you're now bringing those things to the forefront you're not just thinking like oh you know I would really love to do this and and you never do it right because that was just a thought that has come and gone right like no you are writing these things down you're working towards that it's forcing you to even go back to the last month and make comparisons girl mm. now that's what'll do it 
that's what I do by being able to track your progress and yes. I can say okay I wrote this down this is what I wanted to achieve did yeah. I do it did I make any progress towards it because whether you actually achieve a thing or not if you work towards it mm-hmm. that's better than being on the couch yeah you're absolutely right so we do like monthly reflect reflections Ooh. and I've started that yeah I started that um right away it's the end of March so it, it was just perfect timing that I received this planner um and it just it just a, ba- a basic reflection of what I said before like I never do these things until I'm forced to and the and in the event that you know I, I'm finding like okay let's do it like there's just an, a number of things that just transpire from there like a free yeah. freaking planner I've gotten I've had really good conversations with people I've had really bad conversations with people that have showed me what their true like light is really Mm. right like who they truly are and what their true flaws are that you know is could be damaging so hey I don't need to be around those people but I'm having bomb conversations with people who are um like actually doing the work right so let me let me let me move on over here and kick it with these people more often (laughs) you know like because that's really where that's truly where I need to be because otherwise I'm bringing my light is being dimmed you know, from being surrounded by people who are just, who are hurt and yeah. trying to put my name on that hurt and it shouldn't be. We ain't got time for that. We do not have time for that, queen. No, 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 no. So, but anyway, enough about me because <laughs> I've been talking a lot about that. I'm trying to hear from you, queen. Well, I, I absolutely love it. I'm, I'm a, a believer in speaking things into existence. And um, one thing that... I'm working on kind of in in conjunction with your planner, kind of in that same realm is um, developing and and kind of experiment. I'm in the experimentation stage mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. a a daily morning routine. Okay. Um. Because and I posted about this on my personal um Instagram story because I'm I'm curious of what other people do in the morning. And how they get their day started and mm-hmm. also, like, how that actually helps them to have a solid foundation for their day going forward. Mm-hmm. Because my days are kind of in flux depending upon where I am in a, in a show process specifically. Mm-hmm. If I'm in rehearsal, mm-hmm. I have to work by nine. Um, if I'm in tech, that means that I'm probably at work by 10 or 11 but my day is way longer so I have less time to prep for my next day by the time I get home and if I'm in performance mode I kind of got like all day (laughs) until I have to go to a show in the evening right Mm -hmm. which can be a bit of a trap because I might wake up I might I'm trying to stop myself from like waking up and immediately scrolling through like Instagram or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) or Pinterest which is also a huge spider's web for me um although I do find some good inspiration on there but then I'm like oh no this is 30 minutes later and I haven't done anything (laughs) except lay in bed right um so so limiting my time on the phone but just getting up and being like okay what can I do to start my day um in the right way and also figuring out how much time that requires Mm. um and whether I need morning routine options. I like that. Like yeah. I have a morning routine A, B, and C where I'm like, okay, this is my routine mm-hmm. for 30 minutes in the morning. Or yeah. if I have an hour, like 
these days I'm in show mode, so I could spend an hour to check emails, maybe read the portion of a book, <laughs> <laughs> drink some tea, do some yoga, yeah. um, or whether my routine is like, okay, in 10 minutes, what do I need to do before I actually need to start getting myself ready? Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to, to work on that. If y'all have any suggestions, if you have a routine or um, any thoughts on this, please, please drop us a comment, send us a message. Let us know how you get your day going um, and what has been working for you. Yes. And then just to play on that as mm-hmm. well, for the past week, when I get up, mm-hmm. Um, for the first two hours, I don't get on social media at all. Two hours. No matter what time I get up, mm-hmm. when I get up for the first two hours, I leave social media alone. And let me tell you, mm. let me fucking tell you, <laughs> it's been like, it's been awesome because I'm literally like with my thoughts. Yeah. And not only am I with my thoughts, but like thinking about certain things I have, I always had like super bomb ideas, but I typically don't, don't, don't write them down because I'm onto the next thought or I'm scrolling on or whatever. Yeah. But the things that I've been, um, the thoughts that have come to mind, I'm like, wait a minute. No, that's really, really good. I have more thoughts behind that. Right. And more behind that and more behind that. And now I'm like, no, I need to write this down. So I'm like run over writing it down. And I have so many business ideas yes. now. I'm in such a, like a whole different creative space. And some days I'm like, I need another hour. Yeah. Right. To be, like to, nah, be on, connected. Yeah, to not be on social media. I love media. it. Like I need another hour. So then the next thing would be two to four hours out of first out of bed without posting, mm-hmm. but then also like don't post before or not posting, but scrolling. Mm-hmm. But then also I'm going to try, um, no social media for two hours before bed. That is also the kicker. <laughs> yeah. Because that's like a wind down these days. It it really is. Yeah. But I just, I want to see what comes out of that. Yeah. I want to see like, you know, what, what else transpire. Because, yeah, it's, and it's just been, it's been awesome. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm typically, you know, sometimes I listen to podcasts, but there's always mm. a distraction. I'm realizing that there's always a distraction for me. And we yeah. are millennials, so there's always something to whether it's a, a billboard ad, whether it is, you know, social media, whether it's listening to podcasts, whether it's mm-hmm. the radio, whatever, there's always a distraction from our own thoughts. Right, right. Um, and I'm I have so much more enjoyment. I'm realizing I I just very much enjoy my own thoughts. Yes. And and you're also so much more not only keyed into yourself, mm-hmm. but you're much more keyed into your environment and what's going on around you. Yeah. Like you may start noticing things for the first time that have been going on for weeks or months around right. you. And you're like, oh snap, that person like always parks their car here at this time. And you're like, wow. Well there's that's some shit I pay attention to. Clearly. I'm like I'm always watching out for like who yeah, who's parking next to me? Who's right. calling this person? What's up with my surroundings? But that's just me. But I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I love the I love the disconnect um before bedtime also to like help the brain down better for the eyes of not staring. Because most for most people it's a phone. For some it's a tablet these days. Uh, mm-hmm. But any most of these screens, even if you have the it in dark mode or, or night mode. Staring at a screen, like our eyes weren't made to do that for long, Ugh. extended periods of time, which a lot of us do. Girl. The limit is like supposed to do 20 minutes, 
and then take another 20 minute break from it. 20 minutes? I, I think I think so. If, if I'm wrong, somebody correct <laughs> me. I'm like, <laughs> I have no problem with being wrong with this, but I, I think that's what it is. It's like 20 minutes <laughs> max of screen time. Um, and then you should take a 20 minute break, which for some people doesn't work when they're at work working on, I just said work so much. Right. You're so, it doesn't work when you're at work. <laughs> work, work, work. <laughs> um, when your, your job requires you to look at a screen for extended periods of time, um, doing data input or research or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love the disconnect and just yeah. getting back to self, to, to your own. Yeah. Thoughts. You did ask, you know, what, um, what things and what little things am I doing? That's that's one of the the small things that I I've done, and yeah, it's just it's really been awesome, and I encourage as many people to, you know, to just find something that detaches them from the world, mm-hmm. um, but still brings them into themselves. So for me, sometimes it's conversation, like this conversation right now, like I'm on a high, right? Yeah. It's gonna take some work. You can't sit down for an hour and do that. Right. Um, but I think it's necessary. And Jamal's daily practice is a prime example of that. The, what Jamal just said <laughs> was a prime example of him doing the work. Every day. And that's that's what the key of it is, is consistency. Just with mm-hmm. anything, whether it's a fitness routine, whether it's a, a, a diet or diet in general, whatever mm-hmm. you're you're choosing to, to fuel yourself and your lifestyle with, mm-hmm. it's all about consistency. And the energy that you put into that is what you're gonna get out of it. We are living millennial. Oh, All right, friends, that's our show. Tune in next time. Hey, more to come. More, more, more to come. Be sure to subscribe to our show. Follow us on IG and tell us what you think.